human rights are women's rights, and women's rights are human rights once and for all. This is Progressive South. I'm Will Lockamy. I'm Heather Milam. So, Heather, you're a woman right here in the South, right? I am indeed a woman. Oh, how is your status? (laughs) It's not good, Will. It's it's Uh, not good. That's what we're going to talk about today. There's a new study that says the status of women in the South. Here's a fun fact. I have not read it on purpose. We we decided to do this where I'm not going to know what the study (laughs) says. I have my assumptions. Yeah. But you do know, and you're going to tell me, and I'm going to react. It's been a week, Will. It has been been an interesting week. You know, it's it's been a... An exercise in mental um, stability to mm-hmm. manage the legislation that is just passing via rapid fire through these state house legislatures. Oh, wait. Has, has there been some legislation that you're upset about? A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. Alabama kind of leading the way uh, on intolerance for um, women, period. So it's really yeah. it's, it's extraordinary. Turns out it's a national story. Yeah. I ran into uh, Roy Wood Jr. yesterday, which, you know, I'm a big fan of Roy, Roy Wood Jr. I and think he's one of the funniest human beings. Yeah, he's great. He's great. <laughs> and I like the way he represents uh, Birmingham, which is where we are from and where we record this podcast. Roy Wood Jr. from The Daily Show is from Birmingham. And I like the way he represents our town and mm-hmm. talks about it and talks about the racism that he dealt with growing up. And um, so anyway, I was just chatting with him about, about, you know, coming on and talking to us about some stuff. And he was just explaining... He's going to, by the way, but he was explaining just the complete nightmare that this abortion bill is nationwide, that he is now full-time just having to like deal with it because yeah. of The Daily Show. And, yeah. So. Well, friends that live in other cities are texting me going, I-, I have people coming up to me all the t- They're saying to me, right? People here are coming up to me going, what the hell's wrong with your state? And... You know, fortunately, these are all allies, and they remind these individuals who perhaps have never been to Alabama or who don't understand what's going on that the 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 few dozens of Republicans that are sitting in the House Legislature and the Senate, also in Montgomery, don't represent the vast majority of Alabama. And we have a very racist um, constitution, a very discriminatory constitution, and a political machine that limits people's ability to participate in the political process. But we digress. We just digress quite a bit. Um, <laughs> Thank well, you for allowing me to go on that rant. You did say it was new. It's not quite a new um, um, research uh, piece, but it was put out by the Institute for Women's Policy Research back in 2016 called The Status of Women in the South. See, I didn't read it, so I didn't know. Uh, (laughs) Did you do any homework? No. uh, I pushed the button right here. (laughs) Right there. Um, So we're going to talk about seven different areas in which the research covered for um, states in the South, including the District of Columbia. But um, we're going to look at political participation, employment and earnings, work and family, poverty and opportunity, reproductive rights. That's a good one. <laughs> health know where and, that's going to go. Health and well-being and violence and safety. So before we dive into political participation or any other of these other uh, issues that we're covering within the status report, um, Alabama ranks dead last <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> right when i'm taking a sip of coffee <laughs> i did give me a sec i uh, did you don't need to d minus overall some, hit me with some hardcore uh, <laughs> facts like that right as i'm trying to sip my coffee 
we rank last in the country hmm. for uh, the status of women. Just overall for the status overall. of women. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Dead, dead ass last? That's what I said. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. I think it's because we are here in Alabama and we cover mostly Alabama legislation, just sort of by default. Let's point out the severe lack of representation of females in Montgomery. Alabama's 52% female. 52 we I make, like my odds. <laughs> Son of a gun. Um, the uh, Alabama legislature, 15% is female. 85% of the Alabama legislature is male. Okay, well, let's look at employment and earnings. Guess what? What? Alabama scores an F. Oh, an F? In employment and earnings, yes. <sighs> hmm. Alabama scores an F, along with Arkansas, Louisiana, West Virginia, and your favorite, Mississippi. Ah, oh, yes. Yes. Check this out. This is, this is, um, this is a, I always say very interesting, but it is interesting. This is, this is poignant. How about that? We're going to start injecting new adjectives. If all working women in the South aged 18 and older were paid the same as comparable men, women's average annual earnings would increase 18%. How is this possible? And... <laughs> Added up across all working women in the South, this would amount to an earnings increase of $155 billion or 3% of the Southern states combined GDP. 3% if we were just to pay women equal to men. So like having the same job as a male Mm -hmm. and getting paid 18% less. Mm -hmm. On average. Now it varies, right? Uh, Hispanic women and black women here in the South have an even lower rate than white women. But when you average it all out, it's 18% less. Maybe this is some positive news. I'm reading here that the Alabama House passed HB 225. That's the equal pay bill last night. Mm -hmm. Alabama and Mississippi are the only two states that were left with no equal pay laws. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that did pass out of the House. It's going to the Senate to be considered. And that is a positive that comes out of this. But um, that's, yet again, something else to, to consider in, in light of all of this legislation that's coming down on women. And uh, that's, that's a small bright dot with the legislature being in session right now in Montgomery. Worth noting, union workers consistently make more than non-union workers. And that's across the board in every state. So being unionized really does help increase your... Um, your pay, but but it doesn't close close the wage gap between the male female dynamic. And it's hard to clothe your family when you make so much less money. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> true. It's not a laughing matter, but the reality is, is that's true. Well, let's stop laughing. Okay. Let's go on to work and family. In this status report, the work and family composite compares Southern states' performance across three components of work family policy. Some people may not consider all of these three, but um, Paid leave, yes. Child care, yes. But dependent and elder care, which I think we often forget about. And in this particular, this piece of the report, Alabama ranks 11 out of 14. Again, we score a D minus. Yay, Alabama. Half of the southern states in the report, Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, and your favorite again, Mississippi, rank in the bottom third nationally on the elder and dependent care component. None of these states... None of them extend unemployment insurance to workers who leave to provide family care. And all of them, except Kentucky, lack a tax credit for dependent care. So if you are taking care of your elderly parents, we as a government say, yeah, sorry. Yeah, this is why I've told my folks they're on their own. Yeah, no, (laughs) you didn't tell them that. Well, I didn't tell them to their face, no. 
I'm hoping they listen to this episode. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you have great parents. Oh, they're the best. They are. They listen too. Thanks for listening. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Lockamy, thank you so much for listening. And their church friends and yeah, the whole deal. Seriously. <laughs> I'm so excited. Hey, everybody. <laughs> So as it relates to child care, Alabama and North Carolina are the only southern states that meet. So this is this is a bright piece. Alabama, we have we have good pre-K here in Alabama. Alabama and North Carolina are the are the only southern states that meet all 10 quality standards for pre-K. The problem is that enrollment is so low. And based on this report in 2016, enrollment rates in these states, North Carolina and Alabama, were at less than 35% in pre-K. That may have changed a little bit in the last two or three years. Um, but I think that that shows that while the access, the, the qualities of the pre-K program here in Alabama scores high, if you're a part of that 70 to 75% of children who don't have access to it. It is so pricey. I will tell yeah. you, as a father of two, both of my children going through fantastic pre-K programs, uh, I mean, really impressive with what they were able to learn by the time they got to kindergarten. Yeah. But boy, it was the most expensive thing in my life. I mean, more than the mortgage. and I mean, it, it was wildly expensive. Let me say this. I have female friends, mothers, um, who have quit their job because daycare was so expensive that it cost them less money as a family for her to quit work and stay home than it did for them, for her to be gainfully employed and send their child to a daycare where that child has access to education and socialized programs that they can meet other friends. And, you know, it's kind of making me nervous now. Let's just stop talking about this. (laughs) I know. Well, and when you juxtapose that, does this discussion onto forcing women to have to, to not only if they find out that they've got an embryo in their uterus, that we then force them to carry that embryo to a fetus status from a fetus to birthing a child and then don't give them access to pre-K programs that they clearly can't afford. It's, it's, it's just all so cruel. And, and I was texting with someone just this morning. If you look at all of these issues, and let's just sort of isolate this idea for reproductive health care. If you limit that for women and you want to look at it from an economic standpoint, it doesn't economically benefit anyone to limit women's access to affordable reproductive health care. None. No, oh, yeah. But we digress. We indeed digress. <laughs> and I mentioned it's been a really rough week. <laughs> God. Okay, let's move on to poverty and opportunity. This area looks at health insurance coverage, educational attainment poverty rates, and even business ownership. (laughs) Mississippi, again, the state with the highest poverty rate in the South. Um, It has the largest share of single women with children living in poverty at 54%. It's unbelievable. (sighs) So sad. And then Kentucky and Alabama have the second and third largest shares of single mothers in poverty at 523 and 52.5%. So we're not far behind. Yeah, equally as sad. We're basically the same. So again, where are we tackling these problems? Where's the legislation and the policy that will help lift individuals and women out of poverty? You know, it's not forcing them into pregnancies for sure. Ugh. But again, I digress. I do want to look at violence and safety. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that almost 20 million American women, 6.8 million of whom reside in southern states, will be stalked in their lifetimes. Stalked? Stalked. Yes. And I guarantee you every woman listening to this podcast has has had an experience where 
she has been put in a very uncomfortable situation where a man has followed her. You and I talked about this off the air, but as women, we're taught how to defend ourselves. As women, we are taught to put our keys in our hands as we walk to our car at night. As women, we are, we are told not to go into dark spaces. As women, we don't run by ourselves at night. As women, I'll even hesitate about running on clearly, you know, fairly safe trails in and around Birmingham, but knowing that I might be in a stretch where there's no one to see me, I may choose and often do not to run in those areas for fear that there is that split opportunity where someone can come up and more than just stalk, right? So as women, we take on that burden. There was an interesting, every once in a while, this sort of bubbles up into social media where women participate in this idea of what if all men had a curfew of, you know, seven o'clock, let's say eight o'clock, whatever, but once the sun goes down and women start listing out all of these things that they would choose to do without daylight without light and it's extraordinary that is crazy i've never thought about this i know stalking is thing i've never thought about this exact thing you're talking about about the if women don't feel curfew. comfortable yeah like yeah. that they there are things they wish they could do at night that mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. I, I think the overall big takeaway is that the south lags behind the united states overall for the status of women that we have enormous strides to make uh, for even gaining some kind of parity in our homes. So I thought it would be important to remind these young women how valuable and precious they are. I wanted them to understand that the measure of any society is how it treats its women and girls. All right, Heather, it's time for the non-news story of the week. You just found this, and I want to talk about it. Let's play the video, and we'll describe what we're watching here. All right, it's a baseball game. What's going on here? Is that person naked? He's streaking, Will. Completely naked? Your phone's way over there. Uh, It doesn't look like he's completely naked. Oh, that's sad for him if you can't tell. This is right down the street in Atlanta. Oh, oh, no. Whoa. (laughs) All right, you okay. know that that security guard has been waiting for this moment <laughs> forever. Life. And he's like, oh, here it is. I'm going to form tackle this dude into the wall. I, can we talk about streaking? That's what I wanted. That's why yeah. I wanted this to be the Let's non-news story. the fundamental essence of what it is. Okay. I am 100% on board for it. Wow, that's not the stance I expected you to Absolutely. take. Absolutely. I say if you, because A, you're harming no one. B, every person in that stadium enjoyed that. What What about the children? Think about the children, Heather. Listen, I I don't encourage people to break the law. That's not what I'm encouraging. But if you're going to do something that's a little nefarious, I feel like streaking is a good thing to get behind. You like this guy's hiney. I'm having to look the video up over here because I... I feel like they're being a little too rough with him. Is he wearing anything? Like it a hat? Like he's wearing a shirt. Oh, what? <laughs> Just a shirt? Unless... Or he or his chest hasn't seen the sun ever in yeah. his entire life. I've said this before. I'd rather just be naked than just be wearing a shirt. It's oh. more awkward just wearing a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. It creates a weird illusion. You don't know what you're looking at. It's, um... Yeah, people are laughing and clapping, and I just find this hysterical. I love a good streak. 
Have you ever seen a streaker in person? No, but oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I mean, if you go back, what, you remember old school where Will Ferrell's character is that Frank the Tank is, hey, we're going streaking. Sure, Up yeah. To the quad into the gymnasium. And here's this man just running naked down the middle of Main Street in a college town. I, what's wrong with that? Fun little prank. <laughs> it's what, what's wrong with that? If they want to show their bum to the world, who am I to judge? It's not just the bum, though. There's something on the <laughs> other side. Just honestly, don't care. It's uh, it's fairly harmless, um, and it's entertaining, <laughs> and it's always funny. <laughs> I've got to find better video of this. I if, mean, not that I'm trying to. Sure, but I just got to. You for, need to see. No, but for you know, <laughs> My, this is that. Is he was, actually naked? I don't, he's just a runner. I think he's wearing. A, oh, he's wearing shorts and a shirt and everything. Oh. God, that's a big hit. Oh, it's a huge hit. I think that that was a little a little much. They oh. took him down against the wall. Oh, they certainly don't need to. Yeah, that's a bit excessive He's there at the end. He's wearing a tank top. I am pretty sure from this video, this guy is wearing shorts too, which makes it, in your mind, way less fun. <laughs> I didn't. It's still streaking. It's still kind of fun. I mean, if you were to see him in the, <laughs> you keep getting, yeah. you keep reacting to how brutal the, the security every guards were. Yeah, it's. I've it's got pretty bad aggressive. news, Heather. I don't think this guy's as naked as you were hoping. I'm not saying that streaking always includes being completely nude. Then it's just running. Well, if you're not naked, yeah. it's just running. Yeah, but it's entertaining. No, that guy, I guarantee you, doesn't wear that outfit normally. Just walking, just bebopping down uh, the sidewalk. He's at a Braves game. Shopping. <laughs> But I would say that's just a non-news story because who cares? It's streaking. It's funny. Yeah, it's the best. It's all. It's always the best. Except for for the children. 